I had just pulled back into my parking lot the other day and I'm one of those people who sits in her car for a little bit before she goes inside. So I've got my door wide open, <laughs> one leg out, one leg in, sunglasses half hanging off my face and I'm just checking messages on my phone before I get everything out of the car and I go inside. Minding my own business, old guy neighbor, not the stalker. Okay, so just for clarification here, we have two old guy neighbors. One is old guy stalker, and that is how we shall always refer to him, old guy stalker, because I actually, I think his name's Eddie, which actually kind of makes it a little creepier if you think about it, but I didn't know his name was Eddie until the other day when I was talking to the other old guy neighbor. So old guy neighbor and then old guy stalker, got it? old guy neighbor is very friendly. He always kind of checks on me. He's like a grandpa. So he's nice. He's cool. We like him. He approaches me and I haven't seen him in a, in a minute. Like, and I'm saying like maybe a month or so. We usually only cross paths if we're locking our doors at the same time, even though he lives right across the hall from me, or we like bump into each other in the parking lot. He walks up to my car and he goes, hey, Hollywood. (laughs) You know, when people that don't know you say things that indicate they may know you, (laughs) like this man doesn't really, I don't even think he knows what I do for a living. I don't think he knows that I'm on social media and I have a presence there. Like, he doesn't know anything about me. For fuck's sake, I don't even think he knows my first name. We don't use each other's names when we talk. I don't use names with any of my neighbors because I honestly don't know their name unless I see their mail sitting outside their door and I glance at it. But, you know, hey, Hollywood, it was like something that I was like, what do you know about me? (laughs) Now, we get to talking and he on on at the end of this conversation as he's walking away from my car he turns around and he goes so when are you getting married now let's just chat about this topic for a second what is it with people thinking it's acceptable to just ask somebody let alone ask a stranger that now and 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 on on a different note like i know that i present myself and and communicate in a very open and honest and transparent way so somebody who doesn't know me will feel like they really do know me they'll feel connected and close because i'm not hiding anything i'm not disclosing all the details of my life by any means but the way i communicate is so genuine and authentic that Yes, somebody who really doesn't know anything about me can feel pretty close to me. And so I I know that about myself. But just like in the general scheme of things, it's not an appropriate question to ask. Now, I'm not, I am not the judge or juror on what is appropriate and not because everybody has a different filter. Everybody's got a different comfort zone right? So what might feel like a boundary line has been crossed with me might not be a boundary with you or vice versa, right? 
And this actually brings us into a larger conversation. But like, I find that being a, a single woman to like just to walk up to anyone and ask them, when are you getting married? Or it, it's kind of like when people go up to any couple. And I, honestly, I was somebody who used to ask my friends who were in long term relationships this. And I have since like years ago changed my mind and I don't do this anymore. Asking people, so when are you having a kid? Like, I was really mindless when I was making those statements back then. And nowadays, I'm like, that's not appropriate to say. It's not appropriate to, to go up to somebody who just had a kid and ask, are they, when are you having a second one? Because, like, there's so much wrapped in that message, right? It's kind of like, am I dismissing the fact that you just had one? Like, is this one no longer important? We just moved on to the second one. It's just, I feel like people rush life. You know, but I also know I'm talking to an old man. This man, 70s, late 70s, I don't know. He's old. He's older than my parents. And for as often as we talk, which I just said is like once every couple of weeks or months, he really, he doesn't know that much about me. Uh, And we share things. He shares about his girlfriend or his daughter and his grandchildren like we share bits and pieces but we ain't tight like we're not having dinner parties over here I don't gift him a bottle of wine on Christmas I don't even acknowledge the holidays to him because I probably won't see him you know so to say to me when we're having a general conversation about the weather and he's offering, which seemingly be is a, a topic of conversation lately, people just seem to like want to unsolicited offer their medical information, right? Like, I got the vaccine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, keep that to yourself. It's not a badge of honor. Like, it's none of my business. You don't have to offer it to me. That's HIPAA. HIPAA rules 101. Keep that shit quiet. Which, by the way, he cannot stand Old Man Stalker. They live right next door to each other. And Old Man Stalker was like a chain smoker. Up until recently, when I bumped into him, he said that he quit smoking when he went. I don't know if it was before. I guess before he went and got vaccinated. So he was like announcing to me that A, he got vaccinated, and B, I don't know what is with these old people. I have no idea, y'all, but they just, that's like their pickup line. (laughs) I'm vaccinated, and I go, I don't care. Um, But he announced to me that he quit smoking, and I was like, oh, that's so wonderful. So when I'm talking to my, my old guy neighbor, I, I know he can't stand him. So when he tells me he got the vaccine, I go, oh, my God, your friend did, too. And he goes, my friend. And I was like, yeah, your neighbor. And he goes, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, sir, fast, smoky Eddie next door. He got the vaccine, too. Um, and he goes, oh, he cannot stand him. He was like, oh, man, him and his cigarettes. I go, oh, well, maybe this will make you like him more. He has quit smoking. He what? That's right. He quit smoking. He announced it to me the other day, just the way you're announcing to me you're vaccinated. (laughs) He just looked at me and rolled his eyes. You remind me of someone I know. Oh, who's that? He goes, my daughter. I go, no wonder you love me so much. Anyway, he's asking me when I'm getting married. And yeah, I'm 
I'm partaking in this conversation. This is not me sharing this with you to say I didn't want to partake in it, but it definitely had me reflect after the fact. Because I got to thinking about a lot of older men that I interact with say or ask things in my direction that I am very aware that to maybe another individual, like another woman in my shoes, they might kind of like stop that conversation before it continues. But I don't. And I, I, I've i had a few recent conversations with, with close friends of mine about this and, and gotten different perspectives. And one of my good friends was like, oh, I would shut that shit down in a second. Like, that's just like, do, do people don't ask me questions like that. And I'm, I, it had me kind of sitting and reflecting and thinking, am I uncomfortable? Am I wrong that I'm not uncomfortable? And what it's what led me to want to share this with you because the truth is, is that everybody's comfort zones are different. There's no one right and one wrong. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of get jammed up because we, we think our way is the right way, right? And what we think is not okay is should be not okay with everybody across the board. And that's just, that's not reality. That's not the truth. My comfort zone comes from my experiences and the exposure that I've had and how I view it, right? How I perceive it, how I think about it, feel about it how what I'm wanting from that interaction or how I'm participating in that interaction may not place me personally in a space where I feel like I've breached my own boundary. In this case, once I kind of sat back and reflected, I realized conversations like this, although I'm hyper aware might be uncomfortable to another woman, are just not uncomfortable for me. Right. So there is just that lingering awareness of I know society as a whole may not be down for a conversation like this, but I'm fine. It doesn't it doesn't put me in a space mentally, emotionally, physically where I feel unsafe. Right. Because if it did, I would definitely shut it down immediately. I wouldn't be sitting there kind of questioning myself. It's also just always really interesting to me when you talk to individuals of the older kind of generations, what is important to them is significantly less important to those of us who are younger these days, right? So in in the conversation of comparisons, when they were our age, it was usually of they're, they're, they're of importance for them to, you know, meet, be married and have kids by, well, well before 36 years. <laughs> and so for them, and I know it took my parents a minute too, my parents were married in their 20s, like their early 20s. So, you know, for them, it was like, when you're in your early 20s, Amy, go meet somebody and get married. And I'm like, that's not of interest to me right now. Thank God I didn't. I would have been like three times divorced had I <laughs> had I been married in my early 20s. At 36, I'm so thankful I took the path I took, right? And everybody takes their own path for different reasons and, and accomplishes what they want to accomplish for different reasons. And then I think we all also get to a point where, it's very easy for those who are married with kids, 
Like I have some friends and they'll say this to me or I, you know, I know people who have said this to me where they went and got married and have kids. So they have those achievements. I don't have those achievements. I have a lot of other achievements. I've written books. I've, I'm successful. I've accomplished. I've run a business. I've run more than one business. Like I've traveled. I've done a lot in 36 years. They've done a lot in, in their 36 years that looks different than my right than than my life and vice versa and so it can be very easy for me to sit here and look at them and go I don't have what you have and them to sit there and look at me and go I don't have what you have I learned a long time ago to not do that I chose this so you know but but I think you know, when I'm talking to people who are older and I can hear their mentality, right? Their belief system is very different than mine. So they look at a single woman at 36 as like a failure. And they do. They don't they don't say that and it's not coming from a malicious place, but they don't look at it the same way as I look at it. They look at it like you're not married yet. What's wrong with you? Well, there, there ain't shit wrong with me. I could have been married by now had I wanted to be. But I'm not settling. I don't want to be in an unhappy relationship. I don't want to be in an unhealthy relationship. I, I'm not going to settle for being neglected. I'm not going to settle for lack of communication. Do you know what I mean? And I would hope that the, the guy on the other side wouldn't want to either, right? So, and, and the same for those who did get married and have kids. They chose. Now there's people who chose to get married and have kids and and have a career at the same time. There's ones who who wanted to stop their careers. I have many friends like this, wanted to stop their career and be with their children at home, be a stay-at-home parent, and they were fortunate enough that they could do that cuz their partner was flourishing in their career and willing to to have that dynamic, right? But Older men, old they, and a lot of them I've come to learn. I mean, well, the ones I'm interacting with, like, around here, like, they, in passing, they don't, they don't want, they just, they want to have basic banter with you, and that is at the forefront of their mind, right? But also, what, other, what also intrigues me about this line of communication towards a young woman is that why is that the conversation starter for you? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you, like, next time he does this, I am legitimately going to look him dead in the eye and go, what do you want to know? What, like, what are you looking for? What are you searching for? What information about me do you need to know that you're looking for through this, this line of questioning, right? Like, where is this going? You don't care if I get married. Me getting married has no impact on your life. So what is it that you need to know about me, your neighbor, that you're asking me, when am I getting married and don't wait too long, he said as he walked away to his car. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Let me rush down the aisle for you, sir, whose first name I can't even remember. It's just really fascinating. It really is. It's incredibly fascinating because you it can... It can indicate, and the way somebody approaches you, the the words they choose is a direct reflection of what's happening inside of them. And so when, when an old man has to approach a young woman and the only piece of 
uh, the only conversation that you can bring to the table outside of the obvious weather and and you know worldwide pandemic is so when are you getting married indicates to me like <laughs> where your priorities are in life and then to insist not once not twice several times well don't wait too long don't wait too long don't wait too long as if me waiting or me not being married impacts you to some degree which it doesn't it just it doesn't it it doesn't but you know this is this is the type of thinking that i've always had that the majority of people growing up were like, why do you think so deep into it? It's, it's not that serious. It's not that serious, Amy. It's not that deep. No, every, I'm sorry. There's depth to everything. Like even a shallow shallow bowl of water has depth. Okay. Basically, it's like people expect that their priorities in, the, in life need to be your priorities in life. And if you don't share the same priorities as them, they look at if they're an individual who can't rationalize and regulate themselves, they look at you like you're wrong, right? They look at you like you're wrong. <laughs> that's, that's comedy to me. My priorities are not going to match your priorities and my priorities don't directly impact what's important to you. Huh, crikey. All right, so let's get into the good stuff now because I I, I know, I know y'all love to talk about the elephant in the room like as much as I love to talk about the elephant in the room. So so yesterday I I had a series of Instagram stories uh, all about how you pronounce a certain word, okay? And where this stemmed from, just to give you some some context here, like full context, because I didn't provide it on the story, was I was in the midst of a session with a, a longtime client of mine, and I honestly don't remember and wouldn't even share if I could remember the context of why I was even using this word. But I, I said something, and then I needed to use the word spontaneity. That's how I pronounce it, but some of you might pronounce it spontaneity, okay? spontaneous, spontaneously. You know what word I'm talking about. I pronounce it spontaneity. So I said some things and then I said spontaneity. And then right afterwards, just like how I am here when I talk to you, uh, I looked at her face on FaceTime and I said, that's a word. But I wasn't referring to spontaneity. I was referring to one of the words I used before it, (laughs) which I don't remember now. And she said, well, the first one was, but not that, not the second one you just said. And I said, what one? Spontaneity? And she said, spontaneity? And I said, that's not how you say it. And she goes, no, this is how you say it. That's not how you say it. And I'm like, really? I, I've always said it this way my entire life. I have never heard it actually spoken another way until today. I've never heard it the way she pronounced it. And 
it and it was just we both laughed. She's a longtime client of mine. This is the kind of um, interactions that we have. We can giggle about things like this. And then we moved right along. But it was funny enough for me to bring up on my Instagram story. So those who followed along, you saw I kind of like explained briefly said how I pronounce it. I I pronounce it spontaneity. And then asked, how do you guys pronounce it? Well, the DMs started flowing in. And let me tell you, I had every Brenda, I had every, I don't want to, I'm not going to add to the, to the, to the, to the shaming of the Karens here because because I have an aunt Karen and I really like her so <laughs> I I love my aunt Karen I'm not going to shame Karens but you know for the sake of Beverly Hills 90210 we're going to throw out the Brendas and the Kellys and the Donnas okay I had every one of them in my fucking DMs and and a lot of you the majority of you are are they get you get it you get it you can be lighthearted with me we laugh we joke we play it's all fun it's fun you know when i'm being serious and you know when i'm goofing around you know when it's just like this like curiosity that i have and i'm exploring it's great it's my personality i live for it i love it those of you who get it it's the same but We've got we've got some Brenda's and 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 Kelly's out there that it's just a miss. It's a miss. So I I had a mixture in the DMs. I had some people that were were pretty rude, calling me stupid. I had a few that said maybe I need to sit down and and reflect on why I pronounce words wrong. Uh, which was actually a laughable statement in my head, but they were being dead serious. And then they continued uh, and said that something about confusion is an opportunity for self-reflection. And I was like, well, you know what? That's interesting. You ain't wrong in that sentence, but I'm not confused. I'm just playing. (laughs) So, so needless to say, um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of bullshit and I got a lot of laughter and, I got a lot of mixed responses. There was a large percentage of you who pronounce it the exact same way as me. One of those people was also my brother because I then took this as I was reading the DMs and I contacted all of my fam- my immediate family members. And I and I basically I voice messaged my brother and I said, "I need you to say this word, the the word spontaneous." But in in the version, this is exactly how I said it. I need you to say the word spontaneous, but the version of it with a Y at the end. <laughs> like people get me, they know what I mean. So he goes like, F, "Listen, if you're around me, I'm such a good time. You are always laughing when you are with me. I am a joy and a delight to be around. If you think otherwise, I'm not the right person for you because the consensus across the table is I'm a good time. He knows exactly. He always laughs. And he so he voice recorded himself saying it and he said spontaneity. And I was like, yes, thank God. And then I asked my sister the same thing. And my sister starts laughing. She goes, I don't have a fucking clue what you're asking me to do. (laughs) And I had to then explain the whole thing spell the word out because I didn't want to say it my way and confuse her or plant the seed for her to say it the same way. You know what I mean? So I was like, say the spontaneous, but 
with a Y, like spontaneously, but the other version of it. And she's like, okay. So she records herself and she says spontaneity. Um, yeah, neity. And then she was with her boyfriend, so she had him record himself, and he says it the same way as me, spontaneity, okay? So he's from California. She's from originally from New Jersey. I'm from Jersey. So I started to think, okay, maybe it's not a Northeast thing. <laughs> I call it my mom. My mom says it, spontaneity. And I'm like, okay. Then I'm reading the DMs, and I've got some people saying it's spontaneity. So I Google it. And Google has the little, like, you know, the, the word there, and you can push the, the thing for it to speak it, and it speaks it spontaneity. So there's three versions of this word. Like, there's three different pronunciations that people seem to use. I'm not single-handedly the only person on planet Earth saying spontaneity. People know what I'm saying when I say it. It just happened to be that my my client and I both at the same time, I had never heard her version. She had never heard my version. So, okay, that's what happened. Um, But it made for a much larger conversation because then I saw B this morning. I had an emergency massage. Yes, I have those emergency massages. Uh. And so we got to talking and she goes, what an excellent conversation about perception. And like, I didn't even think about that. Now, I know you're already thinking, what does this have to do with perception? This has everything to do with like dialect. (laughs) No. Well, dialect, yeah, right? Because as somebody who has studied abroad, traveled abroad, okay, and lived in Germany, E-I is often pronounced ooh, ooh. So I started to wonder, because my brother also had traveled and studied abroad, if maybe us two in the family saying it spontaneity is because we had so much exposure to saying E-I's as ooh, ooh, right? Uh, but that that's not where I'm going with this. Perception in in the sense of, you know, Well, I mean, I am kind of going there in a sense, right? Like when you are cultured, when you have traveled, when you've been exposed to different dialects, different languages, things like that, you're not very quick to go, that's wrong. You're you're just not because you've been exposed enough. I have clients all over the world. I have clients in Scotland. I have clients in Australia. I have clients in the UK all the time. The Brits love me and I love the Brits. I've got clients all over the United States. I've got a lot of clients in Canada. Like I've got clients everywhere. Everybody says shit differently. And I always can figure out what they're saying, even if I say it completely different and vice versa. Like they're not sitting there going, <laughs> Why do you say that weird that word weird, right? So in the scheme of things, like you can't be so quick to label and judge, which is an uh, is a popular conversation I like to have with people. So when B said this is this is an excellent conversation about perception, what she was referencing was the people that were quick to jump in my DMs, okay? And this has nothing like my client and I have have a relationship for years where we can poke at each other and it's just like that. It's been established, right? And she was not saying you said that wrong 
in a judgmental way. She was just laughing, saying, that's not how you say it, (laughs) which is like what any of my friends might say to me, right? But the people that were quick to listen to my Instagram stories and jump in the DM and go, wrong, like you're wrong, you're wrong, that's not how you say it, it's wrong. No, it's just not your way, (laughs) right? It's just not your way, which like that brings us into a larger conversation, which is where we're going to land today, right? To tell other people, like if we loop this back to the conversation with old guy neighbor, loop this back to the conversation around marriage, what's right for him might not be right for me. What's priority for him might not be priority for me. That doesn't make me wrong. That doesn't make him wrong. It just means what's right for him is wrong for me, which means we are misaligned. Get how that works, right? So, you know, when, when we're quick to go, I'm right and you're wrong, so change your way so I can feel better about my way, what does that say about me saying that to somebody? It says, I'm not confident or comfortable with my way because your way being different just challenged me. Ooh, Amy, this is getting good. And nobody likes to feel challenged when they already know that there is an insecurity, right? Or maybe they didn't know there was an insecurity until they were challenged and now they feel dysregulated. So it's like, "Mm, now I need to attack you because if I don't attack you, I'm going to have to be responsible for regulating myself. So maybe if I just attack you and get you to to admit defeat, (laughs) then I don't have to take responsibility for my emotions here. You'll just fix it for me. Like I was talking to a friend recently and she was sharing about some dates she had gone on and and then she sent me a, a screenshot. He he wanted to go out again and she was unsure. She was just unsure. There was some weird conversation that had happened that made her a little uncomfortable. Uh, and, you know, there was there was just some things that she was unsure about, but they had only gone on one date. So she asked me my opinion and I said, well, if you're unsure, maybe give it another go. <laughs> like yeah, one date really isn't enough time if you're and if you're unsure, that's indicative of that, right? And she she had formulated her response to his text message and sent it to me and said, "What do you think about what do you think about this?" Now his text to her was just like, "I'd like to see you again." And I thought that what a bold statement, but a cute statement. That's a cute statement to just get a random text that said, "I want to see you again." I I love that. That I like. Right? Her response was. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really sure <laughs> you you seem really stoic. Your texting is distant. And, like it basically riddled off everything that she didn't like about him. And I'm an honest friend, but I have a way of delivering my honesty that is not harmful to somebody else, right? It, it, it at least gives space for them to to think and consider what I'm saying. It's not an attack on them, and they can hear that in my delivery. So, so she asked my opinion on this, <laughs> and I said, uh, if I were you, I would leave out everything about him being stoic and his texting being dis- distant, and I would just say, you know, uh, if 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 your answer is going to be yes, I would just say, 
uh, yeah, we can totally spend some time together again and then proceed with setting that boundary around that that topic of conversation that he had mentioned that made you uncomfortable, right? Because that was riddled in her message amongst all of her criticisms of him. And she's like, well, he is stoic and he is distant. And, and it wasn't an opportunity for me to say this, but all I was thinking was, that's not what he's asking. That's not what he's asking. And by you offering that, you're basically saying to him, and he may or may not realize it, and you may or may not realize it, but I clearly do this for a living, so I realize it. You're basically saying, change so I can say yes to you and feel more comfortable, right? Which is different than, let me communicate what made me uncomfortable and establish a boundary, and you have the freedom to decide. Instead, you offered insults and criticisms and judgments of him so that what? Prior to you seeing him again, he could then change who he is so that you can have a better time with him? If that's the case, don't go out again, right? It wasn't my my space to really go that far into it because of the way this conversation then kind of ended was she seemingly had her mind made up, so there was really no need for me to proceed there. But the moral of the story is it's the same thing. You change so I feel better. You perfect yourself because your flaws and your and you know your little quirks they bother me and I don't want to have to change my my feelings. I don't want to have to regulate myself. I don't want to have to reflect. So you be different. You be different. Now, I'm sure as I'm saying this, you're probably thinking of a handful of people in your own life that more than likely do that to you or other people. But if you can't think of anyone, are you one that does that? Because truly, we all have the capacity to do it, myself included. We all have the capacity to sit down and go, just be different so I can feel better. Just change so I can feel better. And whether you're one of those people that can hear yourself in the moment of you thinking it and stop yourself and go, it's not their responsibility. How I feel is my responsibility right? Maybe you're on that level. Or maybe you're on the level of taking it so far as to formulating an entire paragraph text message (laughs) response to one sentence to send them the message, be different, so I can feel more comfortable. Or maybe you're a keyboard warrior, Brenda, who, listen, listen, I loved Brenda better than Kelly, by the way. And I hear that there is a podcast that uh, Kelly and Donna, whatever their real names are in real life, I can't think that far ahead right now, but they do a podcast, I guess, reliving episodes. They're rewatching all the episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. If you're not a Beverly Hills 90210 fan, oh, become one because I love that show. <laughs> I might reference it a lot in case you were wondering. They, they, talk about like behind the scenes stuff. I got to start listening to that. But anyway, I loved Brenda over Kelly. So I'm saying this in jest as a point. I'm saving the Karens right now because I like the Karens and I'm just going to use the word Brenda for the sake of this. But Brenda was still my favorite. It's just it hits better than Kelly. You know what I mean? Brenda hits better. Karen I never understood that. Why are we why are we using the name Karen when we could have used the word the name Brenda? Like Brenda just hits hard. You know what I mean? Amy doesn't doesn't have that bang. Like when you get mad at Amy, 
you can't even use my name. My name is not a name you can use in a statement of anger. <laughs> it's not. You just have to call me an asshole. <laughs> an asshole. That's it. Anyway, people's need to unleash their criticisms and judgments and their desire to demand they're right and you're wrong shows you their inability, right? Or where they might be lacking in their ability to regulate, to validate themselves, and to feel confident in what they're feeling, thinking, or wanting. And the example of my friend, right? If she was confident and comfortable in what she's wanting in a man, then she really wouldn't feel a need to say to a guy, well, you were this and you were that, and point out all their flaws in her mind, because those flaws are only existent in her mind, right? That's her perception of him and what she's uncomfortable with. In the example of old guy neighbor saying to me repeatedly, well, don't wait too long, don't wait too long, don't wait too long, that shows you whatever's going on in his mind regarding his own path in life. Because I sat there and I was like, I'm good. I'm not. <laughs> I was like, Evie, can you just picture this for a second? Eight black aviators hanging off my face, okay? I'm in sweats and a, and a um, bodysuit, okay? Got my foot up on my door, door wide open. Got my, my phone in hand. And I'm just casually hanging out of my car looking at him. And he's like, well, you know, don't wait too long. And this is me. Uh, I'm really not too concerned, sir. I'm all right. Like, when the time's right, the time's right. And he's just like, he would not go to his car. He's, he was walking, like, inch by inch into the parking lot, but he wouldn't move enough because he was, like, demanding that I just agree with him, right? Without saying it, he just kept, like, locking down on the fact that I needed to basically say, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> but I wasn't. Nah, sir, I'm good. I'm really, I'm really not too concerned about it. And he, and he just like he wouldn't let it go, right? In the, uh, well, we'll leave Fast Eddie alone today. Fast Eddie did not do anything other than announce his health history to me, and I, I, I don't get it. Uh, but moral of the story: you and your criticisms, they, they, they belong to you. They don't belong to other people. So when you look outside of yourself at someone or you hear someone say spontaneity and you want to shout at them, you dumbass, you're wrong. The truth is, whether they're wrong or right is really not the point. If how they're doing something, how they're saying something upsets you and triggers you and influences you to take an action like that, like if uh, me saying spontaneity triggered you so much to take the action step of yelling at me in my DMs, like I invited the DMs, I invited them and I said, tell me how you say it. I didn't invite you shaming me or calling me stupid. You, you with me? So like if if somebody, right, let's go back to old guy neighbor, had his commentary upset me. Like if I was not confident in what I want and how I'm handling things in my own life, then his comments might have triggered me to take an action step, maybe to get back on a dating app, 
which is never going to (laughs) happen. Or influenced me to want to 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 agree with him or question him as to like why do you look at me and say these things sir like what are you seeing in me that I'm not seeing in me tell me what you know about me you don't know shit about me you with me so if it triggers you to the point where you have to take an action step and demand that another person change on behalf of you ooh child that's your work to do <laughs> <laughs> 